<laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I was just saying hello to the listener. <laughs> oh, dear. This is a good start. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, um, yeah, today is an interesting episode. Um, mm. I have to say, we're both really excited for this, if a little bit nervous. Weirdly excited, but, um, yeah. We'll see. So basically, we've probably mentioned it kind of before, I imagine, at the start of the podcast. We spoke a bit about why we wanted to start doing this podcast. Um, and obviously it started because me and Anna would have a lot of conversations that, you know, were vaguely interesting. At least they were interesting <laughs> to us. Um, yeah, that's the main and thing. Talking things through was always quite helpful. Um, we always enjoyed it. And it seems to be a talent we have that we can talk about pretty much anything for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but basically one of the reasons we set it up was because we wanted to talk about I guess just concepts or like things that potentially might tie into our work or our way of thinking so that's kind of what this episode is today mm. we've sort of gone back a little bit which I'm, I'm very excited about yeah the good old days <laughs> so yeah I guess topic is death <laughs> Um, which I know is a bit of an interesting one and I know sometimes we do like little jokey disclaimers but um, I do feel like we need an actual disclaimer on this episode we will be talking about death I can't imagine anything is going to get like horrific or gruesome or anything like that but equally Mm. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about topics like this Um, so for some people maybe this episode just isn't for you fair enough don't blame you Mm -hmm. but just wanted to throw that out there and equally I think it's worth saying that obviously I imagine we'll end up talking about maybe our own experiences with death or what mm. we think happens after death or maybe I mean death is quite closely tied with religion so you know we might end up touching on that mm-hmm. so again do just want to say that like everything we talk about it's just our personal opinions we genuinely mean no offense if we do say something that is you know perhaps not great mm-hmm. this is literally just us having a chat about something yeah yeah definitely our little ramblings it is indeed but yeah i mean i guess to start basically in first year of uni in first semester for some reason i'm not gonna lie i actually really can't remember why (laughs) (laughs) i basically yeah it's a bit concerning that you arrived at uni and you were like what should i what should i think about i know like now that i think about that i don't know what led me to that decision but Mm. here we are yeah that is interesting (laughs) but yeah so first semester of first year i actually did it around death and one of the things I did was make uh like a survey on survey monkey um just to kind of see what people's opinions were so I've got a couple of questions that we're going to start with and we're just gonna have a chat <laughs> yes see, we're just gonna see what we think yeah, because <laughs> we haven't really answered these questions to each other yet mm. so it's going to be fun to see I don't know if fun is a bit of a wrong the wrong word there but interesting yeah to like see how our various like beliefs align or don't align i imagine they're going to be quite similar i think they will i could be surprised yeah we'll have to see maybe by the end of this we'll be like oh my god do i even know you (laughs) (laughs) all will be revealed okay well shall i start with the first question yes let's kick us off with question one fabulous let me locate it okay so anna 
What do you believe happens after death? I love how you said that so casually. I know. <laughs> what do you believe? Um, so yeah, what do you believe happens after death? For example, heaven, hell, reincarnation, your own idea. And equally, I would also like to know how that makes you feel. So are you comforted mm. by it? Are you scared? Guilty? I don't know. Whatever you fancy, let me know. All right. Okay. Let me think about this. So I think that I believe... I don't... Like, I am a little bit uncertain on my own beliefs because I've not really, like, interrogated them myself. Like, Hmm. this is what I think somebody could come up with a really convincing argument and I could change my mind. But um, as far as I'm aware, I believe, I guess it's the very scientific root of what I believe in, that we die, like, our bodies, which are quite um, physical things, just stop working as they are, you know, when we're alive. You'd hope they'd Um, stop working. Yeah, they just stop working. Um, and, you know, there's your your body is, you know, either it's got rid of in whatever way it is. And I, I don't believe that there's any such thing. It does sound a bit bleak, but like, you know, I don't believe in anything as like a soul or anything like that. Mm. I think the only way that you carry on in any way is literally just kind of the physical materiality of your body, like decomposing and like the little nutrients going into the earth or whatever it is. Like, I don't think that your soul goes off anywhere. And so, yeah, I think that when you die, it's just like you've kind of gone to sleep, I guess. Like, I don't think that you feel anything beyond death. Obviously, I don't know that, but that's what I believe. Um, And then, yeah, how does that make me feel is interesting because I've never really thought about... I mean, I guess, obviously, it it sounds really stupid and, like, like, undermining it a bit to say that, obviously, I think, well, I think it's different death with other people around you in your own life and then death the death of yourself are two like separate things because yeah. obviously goes without saying the death of other people i'm not feeling great about <laughs> I it. think that's like, it's quite a traumatic process obviously depending on how well you know the person etc etc um but like the death like thinking about death of myself i don't know it doesn't in my head it's a very far off thing mm. like i'm not anticipating it hoping <laughs> i'm hoping that it's not happening anytime soon and therefore, it's almost like I'm like just putting off, like putting it out of my mind, like I don't have to think about it. If that makes sense, you kind of like, like almost like compartmentalizing death. Like yeah. you don't need to think about that right now. Yeah, like that's not my concern right now. Like it doesn't terrify me. But then I guess it's one of those things that if I was suddenly, what's that phrase in the face of death? <laughs> I really forget phrases when I'm on this Staring podcast. Staring death like, in the face. Yeah, like if I was close to death, I imagine I'd feel very differently to how I do now, just sat cosily on for like Friday evening. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't terrify me, um, which I think I guess is a healthy thing because obviously death Would comes to us all. God, we're like five minutes in. We've already arrived. Death comes to us all. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we knew this was going to happen in this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to, yeah talk about it without it getting a bit bleak but um but yeah i'd say that's that's my beliefs and feelings around it i don't know if that's what you meant by the question like if, if i've answered yeah. that i mean as you meant i'd say so <laughs> but yeah i mean does that align with how you would say you feel yeah like i'm very similar to you i kind of anticipated this i think just because um we're like the way we kind of deal with our work and that is kind of quite we we've already established that we kind of approach things from quite like a scientific mindset yes so i kind of wasn't anticipating any surprises from you there but you really could have thrown me through a hoop if you wanted to yeah yeah i could have done um yeah but i mean i think i'm pretty similar like i again like i do 
I don't really know how I feel about souls. I feel like maybe that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but um, I think in terms of like actually dying, I don't believe that there's anything kind of once you die, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's difficult because you can't like as a human being, you can't. It's just like physically impossible for us to imagine nothing. Like, we can imagine, Mm. I don't know, like, darkness, like, nothing around us, like, nothing to stimulate you, but, like, you're still imagining yourself alive. Like, you can't... It's one of those things that, like, I think there's, like, nothingness. Like, there's no continuation of consciousness or of a being. I literally think you die and then you're dead. But again, equally, like, I do... I guess the only thing I think is, like, I really enjoy... um, It's the carbon cycle, isn't it? Where, like, your um, body breaking down and the transference of energy to like other organisms that then thrive off that. I feel like there's a couple of different cycles. There's another one as well. I don't know what it's. Something beginning with S that I did at school, but... Oh, good old science GCSE. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, I kind of... I like the idea that your... I guess the energy that makes up your body is moved on to other living organisms, which... Oh, actually, maybe I shouldn't say that because I know this is coming up in a later question. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'll make a note of it now, kind of out loud. Okay. Um, I have something to say on funerals. Right. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> such a weird um, little, like... Um, what's the word? Like, um... Oh, it's not... It's not cliffhanger. God, words. Or like a little, like, teaser or Teaser, something. that's like, it. That's <laughs> it. Weird little teaser. I have something to say on funerals. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I do. <laughs> But yeah, so I won't go into that yet, but I do like this idea of, like, your energy is just moved along to other living organisms, and yeah, just continues on with that, but again, like, I don't believe there's anything more, and I think, actually, I find that delightful. (laughs) Yeah, same. Like, I find that quite reassuring. I didn't really realise until you just said that. I know I didn't say that when I was answering my question, but, like, I... I mean, again, we might get onto this later, but um, I kind of don't like the idea of being around forever. <laughs> we will get onto this later. <laughs> we will. Listen, we've got we've got an interesting ending plan for this episode, and it's very linked to that. So many teasers early on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what I think. I find it quite reassuring that there's not much else going on after your dad. Mm. I just think it takes the pressure off, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't really want to be living with the idea that there's somebody watching me and like marking my actions and going to send me off to like <laughs> heaven or hell. I know it's not necessarily that um, black and white. Also, obviously, I'm not living my life in a way that would send me to hell were God to exist. <laughs> is this you? I mean, I don't know actually. Maybe way? I am. Who knows? Anyways, I'm not Is this I'm not your meaning... way of clarifying? Like, guys, I just want you to know I don't go around killing people. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a bad person. That is my disclaimer for this episode. <laughs> Oh god. Okay, well, should we move on to the next question? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next question is, have you had a religious upbringing or do you currently follow a religion and if so what? Yeah, interesting because I am not religious and I was saying to Izzy before the episode that like I've quite recently it sounds stupid, but I hadn't really considered the difference between atheism and like I don't know how to ism like being agnostic. Agnos- I, I don't know that that's an ism. Anyway, being an atheist and being agnostic, I hadn't really considered the difference. So also, just to clarify, I'm pretty sure being an atheist means you actively believe that there is no God, and being agnostic means that you, are, like, you, you don't know. You're kind of open to yeah, the fact that 
you can't be sure. So yeah, I'm not religious. I wasn't brought up religious, but I did go to like a Church of England primary school, which I guess is fairly normal, like even for people yeah, who I aren't think, religious. I but, think I did as well. <laughs> but it's I do find the concept of like CBE schools a bit odd in that like I did believe in God when I was younger because that's what my school taught me, which I do think is a little bit questionable. <laughs> Yeah, I don't love that. <laughs> um, I remember I said to my mum, like, one day, I have this little memory of me driving. Uh, obviously not me driving, but my mum was driving us along. I can't remember the context of the conversation. But I was like, I think I believe in God, mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just kind of like, um, like, to be fair. She didn't, she didn't say, like, no, well, you're wrong then. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, okay, like, maybe... I don't know if she was like, maybe, like... Not reconsider when you're older, but like, you know, you might change your mind when you're older. But she, she didn't say, you know, definitively either way. But there was definitely a vibe of like, oh, okay, well, that's an interesting choice of you, <laughs> okay. seven-year-old. And then obviously, yeah, I can't remember at what point, like, I actively was like, no, I don't believe in God. But clearly, I have. that's interesting, actually. Because clearly at some point, if as a mm. tiny little child, I did think God was real because that's what I was taught by my school. And then now I don't. It's like, yeah, I wonder if there was like a... I don't remember no, there being like happened? a point that I was like, God, is it real? <laughs> but um, there must have been, yeah, I guess it was probably a bit more gradual. But even so, that is an interesting one, isn't it? To it is rather. change my mind. But anyway, yeah, so right now, I would say I'm an atheist. However, <laughs> I, I was, this sounds weird. I was recently like challenged on that because someone was like, how can you know that God isn't real? And I was like, I hadn't really thought about, like, I don't think I could hold up to that much, you know, is theological the right word? Like, theological uh, questioning on my atheism. <laughs> like, so maybe technically I am agnostic because I guess I can't know for sure. But then in my mind, this might be slightly problematic, but in my mind, then nobody can know for sure. So then that makes everyone agnostic. <laughs> I don't know I if just that's really get that, weird. Actually. But yeah, no, I really don't believe that there's a God. Like, I know I can't know, but I absolutely do not believe there's a God. So therefore, I think I'm atheist. But atheist. I'm just kind of spiraling yeah. between the two a bit here. But yeah, that is my general religious background, I, I guess. guess. What about you? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm firmly atheist. As for, like, religious upbringing, I did not have a religious upbringing. However, the older I got, the more I learned that apparently there was religion around me that I was not aware of. Um, Interesting. Not in a creepy way, but just, like... <laughs> I painted, like, a really sinister picture here. I promise it wasn't like that. Um, but, no, so my... um. Uh, my mum's parents, to my knowledge, are both very strict Christians, and it meant that my mum and obviously my mum's siblings were brought up in a strict Christian household, so they were raised as Christians. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I was born, obviously, um, obviously, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a younger brother, so I'm the oldest sibling in my family. Mm -hmm. um, same. And uh, same way. <laughs> so it meant that when I was born, um, my parents did quite a good job of shielding me from the religion within my family. Me from religion. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it meant that I wasn't christened when I was a kid mm. because my parents both thought that that should be my own decision. Um, Ooh. Because it was done to my mum 
when she was born, I believe, and obviously she is not Christian and she didn't want to be christened. So I think they kind of left it up to me with the idea that if I decided to follow religion, I could then pursue that, but That's they weren't really going nice. to push me into it. So I didn't grow up with religion, but the older I got, the more I understood that actually there was kind of a lot of religious influence around me, I guess. Mm. But yeah, I, again, similar to you, I went to a primary school where we were made to pray. It's so weird and, like, thinking do back the on hymns. it. Like, imagine if we did that I now. I don't madness. love that. Um, <laughs> I think, do you know what, equally, like, I, I don't think it's fair because a lot, I don't think you should be pushed into religion like that. But equally, I, surely that's so disrespectful for the people who are religious. Like, I can't imagine a room full of 200 kids like asking them to pray and kind of follow something seriously that is really close to your heart and none of them caring yeah like, that's so true people used to talk they'd like mess about they'd like throw stuff like now that i'm older i can understand that like religion is such a such a personal and like sacred thing to some people that's so disrespectful yeah like, it makes not it in quite a nasty empty. way but like like it's quite exactly a, yeah. i kind of feel like this is like a really weird way of phrasing it but like religion deserves better than that mm. like if you want people to pray you should be encouraging people to like pray because they want to not because they're sat in a school yeah, it shouldn't be compulsory. they have to yeah exactly, exactly. yeah I, I think it's it's strange isn't it because with cve schools obviously like to some extent the like parents choose to send their kids there like it's not Mm. but then also I don't it's absolutely not that straightforward because I imagine I just went there because it was I was in the catchment area like it's a weird double thing isn't it Mm. but yeah interesting Mm. yeah that's that's personally where I stand on religion I am quite firmly firmly atheist I just I don't believe that there's a god Mm. um yeah but yes again fairly similar I do have a follow-up question to that I know that I'm not the one providing the questions okay I think this whole thing was like science and religion as in obviously in the first question we both said like we have quite a you know scientific view of death in that you know we yeah mm. we don't believe in anything spiritual i guess although i am interested in the soul discussion but anyway just to <laughs> yeah. get to this follow-up question like how much do you think science and religion are like uh, is mutually exclusive the right word like a binary like you're either scientific or you're religious because i know for example i had a biology teacher who was like a creationist Christian. So kind of like, is there room? Like, do you think that it's one or the other? I don't know. That's quite a I know question, been, but... um, Like, I think famously, wasn't Einstein religious? Potentially. I don't know, but yeah. I, that does okay. ring a vague bell. I want to be very clear. Do not quote me. I'm probably <laughs> wrong. Um, but from like ver- some murky depths of my mind. Yeah. I thought that Einstein was either religious or, like, kind of of the view that, like, you can be both a scientist and follow a religion strictly. Mm. So I think that's, like, kind of a thing. Like, I think there's quite a few sort of slightly well-known scientists who are also heavily religious. But, I mean, to be honest, like, I know so little about religion that like I couldn't I don't feel like I could really comment because I just don't I don't quite understand Mm, like yeah yeah I'm just I'm really not too sure on that yeah it is sorry it was a very tricky question I guess there's so many nuances to both science and religion and specifically religion because there's many different religions like people believing different things whereas I guess with 
science like it's it's generally quite a Obviously, there's like in places various um, competing theories on the same thing, but I feel like it's potentially a bit more science as its own. Could you say science as its own religion, or are I really undermining science there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But anyway, let's not. Sorry, I don't feel like I don't mean that. That had um, repercussions that, or like you can you can take things from that that maybe I didn't mean. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I guess it's just because we were talk- we're talking about it in quite a binary way, like scientific or religion. That is but true. I guess because yeah. I think somebody else I know said that like I can't remember who this is. Not that I'm going to name them anyway, but like they kind of they there's a space for religion beyond what science can explain. So mm. because obviously there's loads that science can't explain, um, and and then it yeah then you can be like oh okay I'll follow the science until then and then maybe. You know, there's something outside of our comprehension feeding in mm. there. So, so yeah, sorry, I feel like I derailed that. That's really but... interesting. And I think equally as well, like, um, I guess I guess the thing I can think of that, like, potentially connects them both quite well mm. is this idea of faith. Like, you kind of just have, well, faith that, like, there is something more. And I guess in science, the idea is that you then work towards providing evidence and proving it and I suppose with religion you kind of just live your life like with that faith Mm. and I think actually this is something I forgot but um going back to like our own kind of beliefs around does God exist Mm -hmm. um (laughs) I think for me like a large part of religion or like believing in God is faith and I personally do not think you can manufacture that and I just don't have it. Oh, that's Which is why I am firmly atheist. Because, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, I think the whole thing about believing in God is... Faith is, like, a huge part of religion and believing in God. You you have just, like, that thing inside you that is saying, like, you just need to believe. Like, you just do. I And I kind of don't think you can make yourself have faith... I think you either have it or you don't, and oh, I just yeah. don't. That's very so for me, that's part of the reason I'm firmly atheist is because Ooh. I just have zero faith, and I can't magic that up. Like I can't manufacture that or like yeah. work on making that appear because I just don't believe it. It would be interesting to do this episode with somebody who is religious and be like, "Do you remember kind of like what did, yeah like did you at some point just start believing in a god or some description mm. or like?" were you yeah like were you born with it i guess it's i guess quite often you're like raised with it maybe we could do an episode in the future where you know we ask a few people of different religious faiths to come on and we just have a chat about that maybe that'd be quite good yeah yeah and then i guess another slight tangent is the whole spiritual thing of like mm. there's science and then there's religion if uh, yeah like if we are putting those as a bit i don't want to like set them against each other but you know potentially mm. a little bit separate and then i don't know if maybe um there's room for some kind of more ambiguous like spirituality like in the middle somewhere i don't know because i feel like that's the whole yeah. thing with the soul i mean i am i know you said maybe the soul discussion is for another time but like, i'm curious to know like do you believe in a soul i really don't know Ooh. i haven't given it much thought to be honest i'd say in terms of like spirituality that's something I possibly could get on board with mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm definitely not at the moment but equally like there are some things that I think like I don't know I guess from my perspective anyway like I always view it as spirituality being a lot more introspective and kind of almost like 
being more in tune with maybe like yourself or your surroundings and kind of that's the sort of thing I can get on board with more Mm -hmm. whereas religion to me I view it very much as having like a, a blind faith in something and like I said for me that faith isn't there so for religion just isn't for me but spirituality I mean, I do quite like the idea that obviously we do not know everything. <laughs> and like, there's a lot of things about the human body and this idea of the soul that we, there just isn't any, like, we just don't know the answer. So I like, I do quite like the idea that possibly, you know, there are things out there that we don't know. So like, mm. you never know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of mystery, like, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point about like the unknown, because I think the, the word like soul, it can be interpreted in many different ways. And I guess I don't believe in the soul in the sense of maybe more a more religious sense of like there's this kind of ethereal, you know, not bodily version of yourself that will like drift on up to heaven when you're, de- you're dead or something like that. But I guess maybe there is definitely some kind of like, yeah, like something unknown about that kind of animates like our very material bodies and makes us like mm-hmm. a kind of consciousness, which, you know, maybe it's just like little zapping electrical signals or but like there's definitely we don't understand it. And there's a yeah, there's that whole unknown there so I guess yeah I guess it kind of depends on how you're defining or like how I'm defining or whoever is defining soul <laughs> to like if you then in quotation marks like believe in it or not because yeah yeah I hadn't I hadn't really thought about that I guess many no, I, hadn't I think either. there's and I th- yeah I think there are different words for for it and oh, I can't think of them but I imagine yeah there's various different definitions and like kind of mm takes on if a soul exists and what we can call it and how we can define it etc etc yeah yeah. i think that's it isn't it there's just so many different ways of looking and thinking about things yeah yeah it's hard to kind of pin it down in a like one hour podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh god okay should we go to the next question yes yeah sorry yeah that did take a while let's let's see okay well this is This is a um, this is a straightforward question. Are you afraid of dying? Ah, I guess I touched on this a bit earlier. In that, like right now, no, because it's not imminent. I hope. I hope. Oh yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Because I it's it's hard to think about it without it becoming a little bit depressing. <laughs> because I'm like, if somebody was to tell me like tomorrow that I had some kind of you know I was gonna die quite soon. I don't know. It's it's like unimaginable, isn't it? Like, I don't know how I'd react, but I can't remember. I can't imagine I'd be happy about it. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd just be really sad, or I guess I guess I'd be quite scared. But yeah, as I said, like right now, the sort of prospect of some unknown, far off event doesn't terrify me. If that That's makes fair. sense. What about you? Um, I don't think it doesn't scare me, mm. and I think the reason for that is because, like I said earlier. I don't believe there's a continuation of consciousness once you die. Yeah. So, like, I... At least I'm of the view that, like, surely you can't be scared of dying if you don't believe that there's anything else yeah, I think death. I think, yeah, listening to you say that, I think what I'd be scared of is, like, the, like, event of... Yeah. Like, the, the bit where you are leaving being living. <laughs> I'm not scared <laughs> of the actual being dead bit because, yeah, I, mm. I don't think I'd be around to experience that. But, yeah, I think it's, again, it's kind of the unknown thing of, like, I obviously don't know, like, how I would die and, like, mm. I don't know. It's it's weird to think about. But, yeah, I'm scared of that bit. Yeah, to be honest, like, that's kind of what I was going to say as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared of the after dead bit mm-hmm. um that was 
beautifully fun. <laughs> eloquent as ever. The after dead bit, that yeah. bit. <laughs> that bit doesn't scare me or worry me. But yeah, like the actual act of dying, mm-hmm. I guess. Like the only thing I'd think I'd worry about is if it was like traumatic for other people around me yeah or, or just like, if it was really painful yeah that's what i was gonna say i think that's what i'd be scared of yeah and i think the one thing that i guess i really don't like the idea of is a prolonged death or like mm. a state of being where you know that death is imminent but you kind of just have to wait for it to like yeah that is happen. kind of horrendous so i mean you can probably tell that i'm firmly in favor of assisted dying like i genuinely think that should be a thing like i don't think anyone Mm. should have to you know extend out something that's quite clearly going to happen very soon but yeah so i think that's i'm not necessarily scared of the bit after because like i said i don't believe that there's any form of continuation of consciousness so like i can't be scared of that Mm. but the actual act of dying like i wouldn't want it to be painful or traumatic for i don't i don't want to traumatize someone with my death basically yeah yeah, that's that's completely fair enough that's very nice of you (laughs) are there words for like the because i feel like death is a very like broad word and we're just now talking we're breaking it down into like kind of the before during and after of death and i don't know if there are words for that that we're missing or if that's just not and like is i don't know (laughs) yeah like is it uh you're alive and then bam you're dead or is that like a and in between, transitionary like a period, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, because particularly because you know some people are clinically dead yeah, exactly. and then come back again. Like, well, you're not you're not dead, dead, are you? I mean, you're around again. You're, exactly, you're talking, but yeah. equally, like, what is that in between stage? And the other thing that made me think of that is, I guess you could kind of take that idea and extend it a little bit with the idea of being brain dead Mm -hmm. because you know some people are kind of in medically induced comas Mm. or kind of unable to come off life support they are technically alive but equally like they cannot function and live by themselves so like does their like soul or like personality or who they are die when they go on the ventilator and life support Mm. or does it all die when they're taken off or like is that just like one long transitionary period to death this is yeah because this is reminding me of a lecture we had i don't know if you remember it It, i can't remember when it was it also might have been around the time when you were like having your (laughs) medical issues so you might not have been there i can't remember when this was but um it was uh good old simon obviously shout out to simon and he was talking about how life and death aren't necessarily such a like a binary thing which i guess is what we're saying is like is there this transitionary period and like or the word that simon loves to use is like liminal like an in-between space and i think he was extending that to kind of even once you're dead can we shift our understanding of it that like being dead isn't like a a sort of like a blanket state like there's still even just in a material sense like we were saying earlier if your body is decomposing there's still like life happening there like i don't know the science of it but you know the carbon cycle like you know you're being recycled other things are growing from you like obviously i guess you as an individual are dead but like there's there's still stages to it it's not as black and white as like alive line Mm. death you know like two black you know stages I think, I mean, he was saying it, you know, there was a whole lecture on it and it was far more articulate than anything I can come up with now. But like, yeah, I, I, I just rung a bell that we did um, look at that a bit. I, can't, I have a feeling we looked at it in connection with some film, but I can't remember what the film was, which is annoying. That sounds really interesting. I guess you could even extend that to the idea of like, 
because you isn't there that um oh god watch me butcher this <laughs> isn't there like some kind of saying that's to do with like you only really die when like yeah. your name is forgotten yeah yeah, yeah. i know or, like that I know the again it's like that whole idea of like i guess part of you is still alive in other people's memories yeah. and perceptions of you and exactly, the way that yeah. they like you know they still have your things or like i don't know mm-hmm. that sort of thing like that's probably an extension of that as well like are there different stages to being dead yeah and i think there are i think there are as well yeah it's it's yeah normally it's just kind of such a binary thing of like oh you're dead now whereas yeah you're right like there's kind of there's there's still there's there's still yeah like material implications of your body in the world and then yeah like you say the sort of um uh more what's the word for immaterial i guess like it's not spiritual because it's not like yeah it's not a spiritual thing of like i well i personally don't believe that you know you're still somewhere spiritually living on through other people's memories but like yeah the 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 memory of you is still there Mm. yeah Mm. interesting very interesting should we go on to the next question yeah absolutely okay this is the last question and i think this is the question that um I mentioned earlier I had something to say about you, you tease it, yeah. <laughs> and I think equally is also the question that we um we have like a little bit of a tangent off this that we wanted to talk about, didn't we? Sure. I think. I don't um, I don't know, but <laughs> Yes, yes, we do. Don't worry, I remember. Okay, okay. You can lead the tangent. <laughs> okay. Well the question is, have you ever thought about what you would like to happen at your own funeral? Um <laughs> Well, as my arm is giving away. <laughs> Not really. I think this is quite typical of me in that I'm quite a... I'm not a big life planner. Whether that's going to go well for me or not, we shall see. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I haven't planned out my funeral or thought about it that much. Because, yeah, I guess because I'm of this view that, like, once I'm dead, I'm dead. Like, I literally do not care. I think I want my funeral to be for the people who, you know, I'm leaving behind and who are sad about me me dying. Mm. I'd like them to like the funerals for them. It's not for me at that point. Yeah, like I really couldn't care less. <laughs> I guess like to some extent, yeah. Not to tangent something that we're already going to tangent on, but like it's also interesting to think about. Uh, you're interested in like organ donation and those kind of things because mm. I know some people maybe don't because obviously it's like it's not. I don't know how to phrase it. It's like. It's a bit brutal on a dead body to, like, rip some organs out of it. But, like, you know, I personally don't care. In fact, I'd rather that somebody else can live off my organs um, than my, you know, dead body being preserved in some way. But, yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. But, um, yeah, no, (laughs) I haven't thought about my funeral. Have you thought about whether you'd want to be, like, buried, cremated, This is the thing, I I feel like as... As you describe your funeral, I might be like, oh, yes, I'd like that. Or, and I, would, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really mind. I guess I'd like to go in as environmentally friendly a way as possible. <laughs> I don't actually know what that is. Like, I don't know if being cremated sends off loads of like horrendous burning chemicals <laughs> or if that's completely not a thing and it's just kind of natural um, chemicals from my body. Like, I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I really, I, I'd... I'd be buried or I'd be cremated, I don't mind. Or I'd be, you know, there's loads of other things you can do. Like you can be planted, well not planted, but like you can be, there's definitely some cool planty things you can do where you're like planted under a tree. I I don't know why I keep saying planted, like (laughs) I'm not being planted. (laughs) It's called a burial pod. Yes. Is this your, is this what you'd like? Um, possibly. I mean, 
okay, you're going to have to bear with me here because I've got a few choices. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just, I have a vague memory that maybe I do already know this about you because it's one of those ones where I'm like, in my memory somewhere, I'm like, I have a feeling there's some cool like burial pod thing you can do, but I can't remember who told me about it. So this is very exciting that now I am going to actually get to hear about it because I couldn't remember. Oh dear. So yeah, one of my things, actually, no, I'm going to start with a thing that I think would be absolutely hilarious, but I'm aware will not happen. Um, so you can already tell this is going to be horrific. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. I, I would quite... Be... Oh, wait, I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> sorry, this is not great listening. We don't... Sorry. I'll shut up. Okay. Um, so the reason we're laughing... It's because I'd quite like to be thrown into space. Wait, no, that's not what I thought it was at all. I thought it was the one where you were going to get, like, taxidermied and put in the corner of a room. Anna, we discussed that when we were drunk. I don't want that. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know you wanted to be thrown into space. (laughs) I would like to make it clear. I do not want to be taxidermied. (laughs) But it's a good job I'm not in charge of your funeral. (laughs) Do you not remember that was um that was on my birthday when we got drunk? And yeah, we yeah, were... I remember that. I, I that wasn't to do it. with me though. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, maybe that was someone else's idea. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> you projecting? Is this what you want? <laughs> maybe this is what I want secretly, and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> oh God, no. Well, I'd quite like to be thrown into space. Okay. Because when you're in space, obviously you don't decompose and you become radioactive and you just kind of like float through God, space. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrifying. And I just think that that would be quite cool. For no other reason, I do just think that would be quite cool. What, because you're somewhat eternal and radioactive? Yeah, just the fact that like when I'm alive, it's not like I'm going to be able to go to space. So it'd be really cool to just like endlessly like float through space when I'm dead. Ah. And I think it'd be quite cool because, you know, maybe I'd end up somewhere that like no one has ever been before. Maybe I'd be sucked into a black hole. I yeah. just don't know. Like, I, I just think you it's don't. quite exciting. And who knows what would happen to you once you got sucked through a black hole? Like, maybe there'd be some chemical shift and you'd reawaken. Maybe I just... Exactly. Like, <laughs> literally, who knows? The laws of physics are undefined. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean... That's my funny, oh, ha, ha, like, I'd like to be chucked in space, but like, yeah. oh, well, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but my two genuine things I would be okay with happening are the burial pod, obviously, where you're like put in like a, it's kind of like an egg, uh-huh. not like a massive egg, but like a small, mid, mid, mid-sized egg. <laughs> I know, I've really messed this on, up. <laughs> on what? Because you're saying a small, but I mean, all eggs are like hand size. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than a hand egg. Bigger than a hand egg. In it like a uh, unit <laughs> measurement yeah. way. How big Do you is know what? <laughs> the size of the egg is not important. Oh. <laughs> it's, but like, is it a body sized egg? I don't know. I don't oh, okay, think so. Sorry, I think it's smaller. Sorry. I think you're kind of compacted. Right, um, okay. I'll drop the size of the egg. You're put into an egg, basically. Yes. And you're buried... And the idea is that you turn, like a tree grows from the egg and it uses your nutrients to grow. Oh, cool. Um, which is really cool. So I like that. And the other option that I quite like is, I don't, I can't quite remember what it's called. Is it like an open ground burial? Where like you're just left oh. on a field to like Yeah, I know what you down. mean. I don't actually know the name, but yeah. There's, um, there's actually one not far from here, Ooh. weirdly. Yeah. What, from here, Falmouth here? Yeah. Oh, Wow, where is it? Although that's um, that weird to 
I don't it's know. in Cornwall, so I mean it's close-ish. That would um, be pretty cool. To, oh, actually, would I like that? I don't know. But yeah, I, I quite like that idea. And I think the reason I like those two options are because, like I said earlier, obviously, I like the idea of my body, like my energy being sucked up by other organisms so they can mm. like go about and thrive and like live their life. So I like the idea of it being as natural as possible, mm-hmm. which is why I don't want to be buried because... I mean, I love small spaces. I think I'd be okay in a coffin and wouldn't, wouldn't have any complaints. But it's not natural for a body to be enclosed in something like that and, like, buried. Right. And the same with cremation. You'd just be scattering ashes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like the idea of a burial pod or, like, an open ground thing where you're literally just, like, chucked on a field. Just because then, like, you know, the birds would eat me if I was above ground and, like, the worms. Mm. And I don't know. I just quite like that. That's kind of in line with what I like. Yeah, I knew this would happen. Like, as you've said that, I'm like, yeah, I do, I do like the sound yeah, of that, yeah. actually. <laughs> like, I would like to go in a natural way. Hmm. But then also a part of, like, my socialised human brain is kind of, like, the idea of being pecked apart by birds is, like, kind of terrifying. Not terrifying, but, like, it's quite um, visually not great. <laughs> okay, I like that. Visually not great. But also, yeah, I'd be past caring. I just wouldn't want somebody to, like stumble across that site by accident and then be traumatised for life. I don't think that happens. But I, I know, yeah. They're quite, I imagine quite they're quite intense on the security. It, it would also be really cool to be like... <laughs> I didn't realise this was something I thought was cool until I started the sentence. But okay. like, you know, you get like the ancient burial... Not grounds, but... You, like you're going to tell me you want to be buried in a pyramid. Stone. Like, yeah, not like a pyramid, but like... Uh, is it Neolithic or Paleolithic? One of the Stone Age kind of burial things where there's like a big old tomb with a stone over the like entrance oh yeah like the yeah the i know the words for them i've just completely forgotten now but like there's one near where i live back home called like wayland smithy like a big old burial tomb that would be sick to have like a full i mean i've gone from a very like grandiose vibe here like i want a full like warrior burial (laughs) (laughs) but it would be quite cool once you know and that i guess to some extent that's still a little bit natural because it's all it's all natural materials like yeah i'm not in an enclosed like coffin space like i, mm. I think they just i mean i don't actually know the the details of it but um you know it's still pretty like you just kind of chucked in the ground and then there's a stone over the door <laughs> sounds quite fun yeah so maybe with my, some of my belongings but i don't think i'm not really that fussed about my belongings on my deathbed after my deathbed <laughs> i love that well i mean the tangent that came off this question yes which is obviously what you mentioned and i think you said you had a conversation about this quite recently with someone mm-hmm. was how often do you think about oh yeah i forgot about like, this tangent death yeah. or dying was it or yeah like do you think about death on a day-to-day basis like does it cross your mind i mean maybe not daily but i'd say i it does cross my mind quite a lot and it mm. probably doesn't help that, uh, <laughs> for the viewers out there, um, my bed is in the corner of a room right next to a windowsill. On that windowsill, I actually have a badger skull facing me. <laughs> so, I was really intrigued as to where that was going. <laughs> basically means that I wake up and go to sleep looking at a badger skull. Looking and a rat death skull, in the actually. eyes. I've got a rat skull as well. So that probably that probably doesn't help things. No. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, no. it's good to come to terms with your own mortality. <laughs> Especially as you're drifting off at the end of a busy day. <laughs> I So, like I said, I don't think I think about it daily, but I it does cross my mind quite a lot. Yeah. And I think particularly because, going off a little bit of a tangent here, but um, I have a, 
I guess you would call it a bucket list. Sort of hmm. a bucket list. Um, basically just like a long list of things that I either want to achieve or things I have achieved and I'm proud of myself for achieving. And I, I think because I'm very much of the view that the only thing I want from life is to be able to like look back at it and think I've lived successfully. Like to mm. my own definition of success, like to no one else's. And for me, that means taking advantage of opportunities, like doing things. Like a lot of my stuff is travel based. A lot of it's things like skydiving, bungee jumping, swimming with sharks, like lots of fun stuff like that. A lot of the other stuff is more mundane things. So like learning to drive. I'd like to give blood, which I did actually try to do, but I I didn't weigh enough. They basically turned me away. They were like, you've oh. got to come back in a few years. I was like, all right. That's savage. <laughs> um, uh, so things like that. Um, I'm an organ donor. So those kinds of things. And I think because that is quite a big part of the way I go through life, therefore, by extension, I do think about death quite a lot because I always mm. want to think like, okay, if I died tomorrow, would I genuinely be happy with the way things have gone so far? Christ. I've, see, I've literally never thought that. <laughs> I've never really? asked myself See, that I think about this. This is like genuinely my way of going through life so i find it really interesting some people just don't even think about it yeah that is it because yeah i think it it was initially yeah this was a question that i because obviously you had you came to this episode with a load of questions and i was like this is my little one i'll throw in because um yeah i had a conversation with someone about this and i don't i don't think i think about death on a day-to-day level which i think reflects kind of how i'd never thought about my funeral and like (laughs) i am quite a i go through life in quite a short term way potentially and yeah so i don't think i don't think death ever really or my own death particularly ever really crosses my mind Mm -hmm. other than maybe uh subconsciously if that's the right word you know like when you're crossing the road as an obvious example you know you're aiming not to die and you're i guess in some ways you're thinking about it a bit then but like so yeah yeah i never i never consciously i've never sat down and thought like if i died tomorrow would i be happy and now i'm thinking about it i'm like wow Christ, what a a question. So, yeah. But I'd be interested to know, like, what the sort of uh, majority is on this. Like, if people do tend to think about this. Because so far of my sample size of three, it's 2v1. Like, I'm the only one who hasn't, who doesn't really think about death on a regular basis. Maybe, is there a way for us to, like, when we put this out there, is there a way for us to, like, could we do, like, a poll or something? We could do a poll. Would be a little bit random, but we could do a poll. Maybe, I mean... Well, if you're listening to this, maybe check our Instagrams. Just send us a message. <laughs> so, yeah, just send us a message, basically. We want to know. And yeah. equally, maybe check our like stories or something. We might have a pull yeah. up. Yeah, have a quick vote. It would be great. We'd love Interesting. to. I know we've said this before, but obviously our Instagrams are in the podcast description, just so yes. you know. <laughs> um, That's where you can find us. Indeed. Yeah, should we should we move on to the next segment? Yeah, we've been talking a long time for segment one. But yeah, let's persevere. We can we can talk a little bit. Um Oh my god, we really have. <laughs> should we move on to the final segment instead? What we skip the middle one? Yeah. Or should yeah. we go through both quickly? Um I think maybe we should we do the middle one quickly just to like contextualise it a bit. I don't think yes. we can yeah, okay, we can because yeah. to be fair, we've been recording a while, but there was a little bit of like initial recording that won't go in and then it will get edited down a little bit. That's so. true. Yeah. And to be honest, we've never we've never specifically said that our 
episodes yeah. have a limit, so maybe yeah. this will just be a longer episode. Exactly. All right. So yeah, let's do the middle one just to contextualise it in okay. the scheme of down to a fine art. A I like bit, that. And yeah. then we can do okay. the last one. That's good. All right. So um, should I introduce segment two? Because I think I'm going to like quiz you a bit. So oh, oh, we've got... Well, that sounded a bit savage. I won't, I won't quiz you that much. But um, essentially, we wanted to contextualise the fact that we were talking about death for an episode on an art podcast by, you know, seeing if we can talk a bit about death and art. <laughs> nice. Um, because obviously, as Izzy explained at the start, like the, um, the reason that we're, we w- we're talking about this today is that, you know, Izzy's done some work previously on like, looking at death within her practice. I have never personally looked at it that explicitly. But we thought it might be interesting to talk about, like, if it links in at all with either of our works now or, like, in the future. I mean, just to introduce this segment, not that it's going to be long, but, um, like, did you want to just talk a bit about, like, what the work you made at the time was and, like, what you were looking at specifically? Or, like, like you know, like, what did you do with the survey kind of thing? Yeah, okay. I mean, obviously this was a while ago now. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nearly two years ago. Bloody ill. Oh my god. But yeah, so I don't know why I decided to look at this. Um, but I think what it was is that I've always found death quite interesting. And I guess I just, almost like we're doing now, I think I wanted to think through my own beliefs and like figure out why I was interested mm. in it and like what specifically I was. And just like an example of that, I've mentioned before that I have a few skulls on my windowsill. <laughs> so I collect like skeletons. I think they're really interesting. I think they're beautiful things as well. But taxidermy horrifies me. I really don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm just laughing about the fact that I did I suggest that your entire body was taxidermied earlier. <laughs> oh, Could you imagine? That'd be so freaky. <laughs> kind of horrendous, yeah. But um, yeah, so things like that. And I, I could I almost was, like, calling myself out on it. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you can't like one and hate the other. Mm. So I think I just wanted to, like, figure out my own thoughts around that a little bit more. And, I mean, if you're interested, I did figure out why I hate taxidermy and, like, skeletons. Um, And I think a lot of it is because I view, like, skeletons as being... They're natural. Like, they are the next step in life. You kind of... You live, you die, you decay, and then you are left with your skeleton. And I think it's incredible that, like, I would just like to say that obviously all of the skeletons I have, I'm vegetarian. (laughs) I I do not, I did not go out and kill these animals. Oh, that was Um, such a funny disclaimer. I'm I'm very very anti-hunting, like, I don't agree with shooting. You didn't didn't eat the meat off the bones to get the skeletons. What I'm trying to say is, I didn't go out and hunt a badger. Um, Um... But yeah, so for me, like, I think it's incredible that, like, I can have, for example, the badger. Um, I have most of his skeleton, actually, which is genuinely insane. It's so incredible to look at. And, like, where else can you almost, like, get that close to death? Like, I think particularly in our culture, death is such a taboo topic Mm -hmm. that, like, it's very... I don't know, like, there are a lot of cultures where, like, people are hugely involved with the dead or with the process of dying or like the celebrations of the dead we are just not like that it's very much like you die and you're out of the picture like no one think about yeah. it no one talk about it which i don't really like but i like this idea that like you can have the skeleton of this badger and it's not just a badger it is this particular badger that was alive at this particular point in time i just find it really cool 
and like I said it's very natural like there's nothing I don't find it creepy whereas taxidermy um, <laughs> that is not natural I view that as like animated life almost yeah, like it's very forced like continuation forced. of life yeah it's yeah. kind of gross like I don't yeah I don't I don't like that and also I would I would also like to point out that a lot of taxidermy is really creepy like yeah. have you seen when people can't do taxidermy properly and mm. they they're like oh yeah no no it's bad <laughs> it's bad so yeah that's that's my thought on that mm. yeah that's fair enough <laughs> I mean, I think it's interesting that you were saying that you did the project kind of as a way of like processing your own beliefs and interrogating your yourself because yeah. I I've never really thought about it like that and I think that's a really nice way of making art is like because you know regularly as artists I'm sure I'm not alone in this it's quite easy to get into a spiral of like what's the point of art like why am I doing yeah. this because sometimes I'm like am I trying to communicate something to like you know, am I, do I have a belief that I'm trying to show through my art and, you know, like, is art really the most effective way of doing that? Like, I don't know. Whereas I like it, I like thinking about it, like you just said, as more of an introspective thing. Like, that's really nice as kind of, not to be a cliche, but like to have works showing more of like a journey of yeah. working out, yeah, where your head is at. And also it doesn't have to be like, you know, a, a linear journey where you like arrive at a destination, you end up with a final piece and you're like, ah, yes, this shows <laughs> exactly how I feel. Yeah, it's just, it's nice to think about the process of it. And I think equally as well, like that idea of obviously because we're artists and we want to be able to find some kind of way to live off the art we make, we need it to be stable to an extent. Yeah. And I think like you can only really get there if you understand I guess yourself the way you work the way you think and what interests you which is kind of still what I'm figuring out now is like what elements I want included in my work and I think that project was the start of it I was obviously took a topic and I was like right this interests me I know it interests me but I can't figure out how that ties into my work so I was Mm. like trying to almost yeah like interrogate myself like figure out what I was thinking in that so I could then integrate those elements into my practice mm. and obviously now like my practice isn't explicitly about death but I can kind of see where elements of it tie in like mm-hmm. obviously I am very interested in like natural forms and materials um a little bit of deep time going on which I know you've got a lot of Shout um, out. <laughs> there's do you know what I mean there's like a few things that and obviously I've started painting on bone a little bit I don't think I'm going to continue that but Mm. it's something that kind of came into it so it's not an explicit part of my practice but I'd say there's definitely undertones there Mm. yeah that is interesting because I think right now our practices are at more similar points and that like you said I've got a bit of deep time going on and a bit of kind of looking at where the idea of being human sits in within like a wider context of like non-human materials and you know non-human timescales etc which isn't explicitly like death related (laughs) but there's yeah there's a kind of mortality coming in there a bit of like accepting that not even accepting but just thinking about the fact that your own humanness isn't like the be all and end all that sounds really savage but (laughs) (laughs) i'm really out of the swing of like being able to um talk about my art and like an any like just kind of talk, just thinking about art like we're in the middle of summer now my brain is switched off but um but yeah I think right now our practices are in similar places but I mean going forwards do you know if you want to like look at 
anything more death related? <laughs> or are you just going to carry on in the same sort of vein that you are at the moment? I think I'm probably going to carry on in the same sort of vein, but the one thing I will say is that I have noticed that my practice is starting to take more inspiration from mythology um, Ooh, because that does that's always, nice. that's always interested me. And equally, a huge part of mythology is death. Like, it's very, very intertwined in mythology. And I'm particularly interested in uh, ancient Greek as well, which again, like, the whole death situation with that is quite large. <laughs> the whole, um, the whole death situation. <laughs> so I think there are things that, yeah, I could, I could definitely, I'm not kind of aiming for it, but I could, it wouldn't surprise me if my practice took a turn to start looking at death more explicitly mm -hmm. again. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if anything, yeah, the initial death project, as well as it being a subject matter, like I said, it kind of, it seems like it helped your... Like it was a learning curve in terms of your like way of working and your way of processing, which yeah. I imagine main um, uh, oh, words main not main remains in your on your practice like to this day and you know beyond. So <sighs> that was yeah. that was beautifully put. Oh God, it's it's a Friday evening. It's what time is it? It's like half eight. I haven't had dinner yet. I didn't realize my brain oh, needs to fuel. <laughs> but yeah, do we need do we need to cover anything else on death and art? I know that was very brief. It was a whistle stop tour. I don't know if there's any artist shout outs. I know we were saying that, like. Damien Hurst, I guess, is quite a. Mm. He's quite involved with. Actually, he's very involved with death. He does quite a lot of work on that. Yeah. Um, I, so I'm annoyed. I'm, like, annoyed because I, I know that there's so many artists looking at death. Yeah. And I just. I guess can't to quite... an extent, you could kind of say Frida Kahlo. Because mm. a lot of her work was about, like, maybe mortality more than death but equally i think mortality and death are basically i don't know two different sides of the same coin <laughs> yeah definitely i think yeah to some extent you can pull a lot of people's work back to mortality yeah is a good word for it i think a lot of people's work can be pulled to that but whether uh, as many people's work can be pulled to explicitly death i don't know because i mean our tutor lucy lucy willow yeah for anyone who's not in there in the uh, Falmouth Fine Arts Circle, um, <laughs> her work looks a lot of death. Um, and then there's a couple of students as well. Yeah. Oh, so, um, oh, I can't remember her name. We, in first year, we watched um, her film, Heart of a Dog. Oh. Um, I don't know uh, if I, I don't think I I'm know I'm on my it. laptop. Do you want me to Give Google me a it? moment, ladies okay. and gents. <laughs> some live tapping sounds coming up for you here, some ASMR. Let's see. Um... Was it called Heart of a Dog? I know the film you mean, but I, was it? Oh, mm, I want to um, say your name, but then I don't want to say it in case it's really wrong. Say um, it and I'll, I'll look it up. No, no, I, no, I don't think it was. Oh, um, oh yeah, Laurie Anderson. Fuck, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. Why didn't I say it? Oh, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but for the people listening, Heart Sorry, of a Dog is a film by Laurie Anderson. Um, and the little kind of clip they've got here says, musician and performance artist Laurie Anderson reflects on the deaths of her husband, Lou Reed, her mother and her beloved dog. So that's kind of what it's about. But it's really good. We also watched Nostalgia to the Light, which was great. That was definitely more mortality. Do you remember that one? It was the one with like the uh, in the some desert, the Atacama Desert with the I telescopes loved that. That and the astronomy. And the, yeah, that was that had some strong, some strong death vibes, I was about to say. Mortality vibes again. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. Can't remember who yeah. that was by. No, I 
can't remember either. But, but it was the person who did that has right. done three films in total, and they're all mm. they all follow a similar like we need to watch the other kind ones. of thing. So we should add that to our list. I might make a note for. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay, fab. Let's move on to our last yes. weird little um, segment. So, do you want to introduce this one? Oh, I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a large, large part of this needs to be credited to my flatmate, Jake. Oh, um, shout out. Because basically, last night, we had, I think it was about a 40-minute conversation about this. <laughs> and I then ended up messaging Anna and quite a few of my other friends and see what Out of the blue, with a very random question. Yes, I do apologise for that. Um, <laughs> no context whatsoever. <laughs> but my question to you, um, not necessarily to Anna, but to you, the listener, Ooh. would you want to be a vampire? Um, and the reason I ask this, and the reason we're bringing it up now, is because it basically stemmed from the idea of would you want to be immortal and kind of have like all that time? So we then try to figure out what our boundaries were for saying yes. So yeah, I just it's such an interesting thing. I didn't realise that this could be such an interesting topic of discussion mm. because everyone has their own thoughts around it, their own boundaries on what they'd be willing to like do or not do to get lots of life. Um mm-hmm. some people just don't want that much life anyway. Um it is quite it's quite an interesting topic of discussion. Mm. Yeah, should we briefly go through our own views on yeah, it? That sounds and good. then which we to be fair we did discuss before this, but um we can discuss it. We can recap. <laughs> and then yeah, then we can call it a day because this is a long old episode. This is, this is a long episode. It's a good episode though. I've it been is loving a this. Episode. I'm having a great time, yeah. But yeah, so did you want to go first with your vampire views or shall I go? You you go. You go for okay, it. Okay, I'll go. So also just for, just for context, the the message I got from Izzy out of nowhere was, would you like to be a vampire? Um, and there was weren't many like uh, terms and conditions other than, <laughs> you know, you're immortal other than a stake through the heart or something yeah. like that. Um, so, you know, I think, which is a key part of it in that you can still die. Mm. But most likely it will be a long time until you die. So maybe immortal is like, it's a word we've got to pin down, you know, like, because absolute immortality forever is an absolute no from me. Absolute Um, no from me as well. (laughs) Even like prolonged, like vampire life. I said no at the time. I was like, absolutely not off the bat. I think, yeah, the idea of, yeah, prolonged I don't know, actually, calling it prolonged life does make it sound a bit more weird when I say no to it. Because I think saying no to immortality <laughs> sounds fine. But um, but again, I don't know if it's just this whole thing of, like, because to me, death seems so far away. I'm not that fussed about it. Whereas maybe, like, if I was on death's door and somebody offered me more time, maybe I'd say yes. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, also the idea of being a vampire. I know that's not really the point of it, but, like... I that, that's a definite note for me. I don't really want to be sucking other people's blood, like to yeah, live. Yeah, because that was part of that was one of the rules I sent you, wasn't yeah. it? Was obviously vampire means you live forever, apart from the fact that you can die from a stake through the heart. Mm-hmm. And then the other rules were you have to drink human blood. What? No. And was there another one? I don't think so, but I did screenshot it. <sighs> oh, did you? Oh no. <laughs> on, let me look at the screenshot. I hope this doesn't stop my recording. Um, <laughs> Okay, I have a question for you. If you, this is exactly word for word what you said, um, if you had the opportunity, to, had, sorry, I didn't think about the way. If you had the opportunity to become a vampire, like that's something that just presents itself, would you? Rules are: you don't age. You can only die through a stake in the heart. You don't age. I'd forgotten about that one. 
That's another key. Because I also said earlier when we were talking about this that I would um, maybe, maybe be okay with the idea of being like a Time Lord where, you know, from Doctor Who, where you have like 12 lives and you can regenerate and be like 12 different people, but there's still an end. I don't know why I'd like that more. I really don't know. Again, it depends like who else is immortal. I think essentially my answer is no. I need to stop beating about the bush and being like, oh, I don't know, it depends. Generally speaking, it's a no from me. (laughs) Generally speaking, vampirism is not for you. Yeah, definitely vampire is a no. The whole, like, I guess it's a bit of a grey area of, like, how much... The more extra time I get, the more it's a no. Like, maybe if I got an extra ten years, I'd be like, okay... Okay, what's the catch? Um... (laughs) It's like when I'm deciding, like, I think I'd have to decide... Oh, God, I don't know. Because it would definitely be a different answer from me right now than from me, like, on Death's Door. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true, actually. But then I don't know if it would be a panicked answer on Death's Door. Mm. I'd be like, I'd be, oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. This is difficult. This is, I, can, this is... I can see you, like, battling your thoughts. This was so much easier earlier. Maybe it's because I'm hungry now and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. <laughs> what about you? What was your answer? For me vampirism was a 100% yes like (laughs) absolutely no doubt should I be concerned like why are you so keen to drink my blood (laughs) I think for me it was more the fact that um I'd love to have semi-eternal life but I would like to clarify if it was like true immortality my answer would be no um Mm. I do want to be able to die at some point but I like the idea of being able to die on my own terms. Yes, like, that's a very good way at, of putting it. At my chosen point in life. And I think I like the idea of having just all the time in the world. I think because a lot of my anxieties stem from that feeling of running out of time. I'm kind of a bit of a chronic procrastinator and I worry about the future a lot. I worry about stability. So for me, having like semi-eternal life fixes that because then I wouldn't have to worry about it because I could, I could, oh God, I could procrastinate my anxieties. I've just <sighs> realised. <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Oh bloody hell. But I could, I could procrastinate my anxieties for eternity until I'm ready to face them. Um, yeah. But it would work. Um, yeah. So for me, that was my reason for saying yes. And then the conditions around it, if I could get that and it meant I had to feed on human blood to get that, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, this is, as you're saying that again, like not to keep coming back to me and my weirdly like short term view of life, but like, because I didn't get earlier when we were talking about this, like I initially didn't understand the whole, how having more time would help your procrastination because I was just thinking about procrastinating in terms of like uni deadlines, you know, like something mm. that is a deadline outside of your control that just because you have more life, it's not going to mean your deadline's going to be any longer. <laughs> and then Izzy was like, no, things like, you know, I want to be an artist, things that aren't just like a tick box. And again, it's like, I don't, this is becoming, very, like, I'm really psychoanalyzing myself and I didn't know this was going to go on this tangent, but like, oh, God. I just, I don't know, I just don't have, like, God, I don't want to get weirdly deep at the end, but like, I don't have that many, um, life goals or dreams like I just kind of float through life seeing what happens so I guess Mm. I'm quite willing to just like go with the flow and sort of when death comes so be it like I don't really at this point have a list of things that I want to do so it wouldn't particularly do you know it's interesting I think 
the things on my like bucket list sort of mm-hmm. type thing. Um, mm-hmm. They're things like I'd love to do all of them, but it's for me that's more of like an ongoing thing. So like at any given point, if I were to die, I'd be happy with how I had lived. Yeah, yeah. But I think now that I actually think about it, and now that you said that, I think the reason. I would want eternal life is to do with stability for me because that's one of my I say one of it's probably my biggest anxiety and I think particularly because I'm going into the creative industries and specifically within that I'd like to be an independent artist Mm -hmm. and obviously at this point in time I don't even have a solid foundation for my practice that's a lot of pressure and I think Mm. I think having that um semi-eternal life I guess in my head it would remove that because it would give me the opportunity to achieve that at any point I don't I wouldn't have to achieve that now to have stability I could get stability in a different way and then when I have that stability then I could go on to be an artist and do what it is I want to do in life Mm. I think that's possibly what I worry about is that I will end up like needing stability more than I mean, obviously you need stability because you need mm. it to like live, but um, I'd end up like needing stability more than I'd have almost like the opportunity to do what it is I'm passionate about or what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. In in my head, like I want them to be the same thing, but I'm very aware that that's a luxury if they are the same thing. Whereas having that semi-eternal life, that removes that like anxiety around that. Like I could get my stability, move into a castle and live my full vampire experience. Mm. And then when the opportunity presents itself, I could become an artist or I could go back into education or I kind of would have the time to do whatever it is I want to do with my life and not have to worry about how that will impact my future because my future is forever. <laughs> yeah, that is. This is really interesting how this like funny little end segment that we came up with has actually literally just given us like some kind of. I know. Underlying this was, we genuinely had planned that this would be like a fun like join in at home, guys. Would you be a vampire? And I was <laughs> to like. So I worry about the future. <laughs> yeah, so my biggest anxiety is stability, which is such a good point. Like that really does make sense. And also, big creds to you for going into the creative industries if your biggest anxiety is stability. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I feel like we've both had some strong realisation. Well, I don't know if yours was a realisation, but like, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it's it's solidified in my mind. I'm like, oh, I get this about myself now. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? To like, find out why we make these decisions. I feel very satisfied. I, again, I would love to know what people listening have said to this, like, Mm-hmm. would you want to be a vampire actually i'd be interested to know a would you want immortality because i sent this to another one of my friends and she actually said yes she said yes she wanted to be like fully immortal and i said to her, like but you will experience like the inevitable death of the universe that like, you will live in nothingness and she was okay with that so i'd be interested to know how many people are okay with genuine immortality (laughs) and how many people would want to be a vampire with the conditions that we have set forward the conditions supplied (laughs) exactly (laughs) do let us know (laughs) honestly i know we say this a lot but please message one of us we really do (laughs) want to know i don't care if we know you or not please send us a message and tell us if you want to be a vampire message out of the blue like hello i'd like to be a vampire please (laughs) i'm okay with that i really want the opportunity has occurred Um, Uh, yeah, I feel like we have now covered everything that we planned to cover. 
Yeah. And we've taken it well. well. We've I, really taken it well. Yeah, I really do feel like we have. We've learned some things. A lot of things. I now know what to arrange for your funeral if if and when I ever need to do that. Thank you. I, I hope appreciate that same for you. <laughs> a long time. Now I'm just, sorry, spiralling off into like, if we'll know each other when, sorry, we're, I need to stop this now. This has been quite a like, for somebody who doesn't really think about life in this way, I'm now just going to hang up this call and just sit and stare off into space and be like, <laughs> death. <laughs> so I've got that, that to look forward to. I mean, I hope you enjoy that. I will, I will. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, please do give us a message. Obviously look out for our story we may or may not have a pull up yeah we'll see how it goes on Saturday and please I'm actually begging the listeners please send me around a message and let me know if you want immortality or if you want to be a vampire and we'll um, see what we can do for you <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see if we can help in any way um, yeah but honestly thank you for listening I have to say I've loved doing this episode yeah, and hopefully we'll have a few great. more like it in the future where we discuss random topics. And equally, if you think of a topic you want us to talk about, send it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do. Um, and I know we always say this at the end of every episode, but really, really for this one, well done if you've made it this far. Yes, like, this has bravo, been a marathon. bravo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, well done. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and yeah, we'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you.